TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, North Texas, so glad you're joining us again for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas podcast. Today is Monday, May 2nd. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin, and our topic today deals with kids and social media. A new study has found that most parents say they don't want their kids on social media, especially if their kids are under the age of 13. But that seems to be mostly for other kids because almost half of parents say they know their kids are already on social media. We are joined on Ask the Expert today by Lee Richardson from the Brain Performance Center. She is in the KRLD Zoom room. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Are parents in a state of denial about the current state of social media when it comes to their own kids? Well, it sure sounds like it now, doesn't it? I mean, and when you look at the study, you look at the data that's out there, that early adolescence, that around that 13 years old, they're so vulnerable. And that social media has made it a comparative society. And you know what happens when you compare? You got a winner and a loser. And that's that's too much for a child at that age to deal with. But it's awful hard to be the hall monitor. And what's even harder, David, is you have to practice what you preach. If you tell your kids that they can't get on social media, you have to limit your social media time. Why does it need to go both ways? Do you, uh, shouldn't an, an adult know their limits? Well, shouldn't they? That's a great question. But you know as well as I do, balance is the key to everything. And we lose we lose track of time. We get in and we start scrolling and we don't go in with the intent, I'm going to stay in my, on my phone for 30 minutes. But it just, it, you have to have the intent not to stay on your phone for 30 minutes. You have to have the intent not to do it because it just, it happens. It's hard enough for adults to handle some of the doom scrolling that they do or just some of the arguments that people get into on social media. How's a child expected to be able to handle what they're seeing on the same thing? You know, I don't think it's a realistic expectation. And I think that I've heard parents say, well, they don't see what I see. Yes, they do. Their children are very intuitive. And I mean, you don't have to be real smart to tell if, if somebody has done something that exceeds what you did. Their dress is prettier. Their house looks nicer. They've got a better car. It, it doesn't take a big measurement stick. The measurement's really small. I look at what I have and I look at what you have and yours looks better. And how do you, how does a child deal with that? They get frustrated. They, they maybe start to doubt themselves and to doubt their world. And with the last couple of years, we don't need any more self-doubt. Well, let's talk about that and, and the bullying that happens, uh, the cyberbullying, and what has led to even kids taking their own lives, what we've heard through countless stories across the nation. Well, you know, bullying is, is a whole new field because used to, if it was you were at school and one person grabbed you and made fun of you, and 
one other person saw it. So maybe two people saw that. But now if you're bullied on social media, how many hundreds of people see that? And you know how we build things up in our own head? Oh my gosh, I bet you 5,000 people saw that. And it's really easy for that to happen because once something gets hot on social media, it takes off. It, it really does. Add into this the component where someone may have stepped in while there's a fight or bullying going on and others aren't stepping in. They're filming it in order to go viral themselves through their social media instead of stopping it. Yeah. And it's hard to be the one to, to step up and stop it and say, because it's become our new norm. We want everything instantaneously. We want that instant gratification. And it's the most normal thing in the world. David, I see four-year-olds that come into this office with their parents and the parents come for a consultation. The parents give them the phone. Those four-year-olds, they go places with that phone. I don't know how to do it, but it's, it's almost an extension for, for the younger generation. And in the last year when they were forced to learn from a computer, from a screen, that's just a, another way that, that it's been integrated into the daily life. Absolutely. That screen time has really changed parenting. It's changed family dynamics. You know, just give the kid, uh, you know, a tablet or an iPad and let them be on YouTube for hours. Um, how much is that affecting our kids at these young ages where that is their their first go-to instead of playing outside or make-believe or playing with their siblings? Well, you know, you process, the brain processes information very differently if you get it off of the screen. You know, the, the most powerful way for the brain to process information is using your five senses. When you said go outside, it's like, yeah. Do, what do you feel? Do you feel the sun on your shoulders? You know, do, what do, you, do you smell the grass? Do you hear the birds chirping? You don't get any of that kind of processing from a screen. Now, there'll be people that will say, yes, you do. But I, I don't believe it's the same type because your, your brain wires and fires differently when it's experiencing you take than a, it does when you, reacting. Yeah, you take a look at anyone that will is more involved with taking pictures of a certain destination as opposed to actually just being in the destination. Now, why wouldn't a child be any different? And they're not. And monkey see, monkey do. What were some other surprising notes from this study that as a professional, uh, you either felt that you recognized with or thought was just... Um, maybe something that's not talked about often? Well, I'm always surprised when I see studies because we all recognize that there is some danger associated with it. I mean, Microsoft did a huge study on the, the impact that the meeting fatigue had on their workers when we quit going to work in an office and we all started doing Zoom meetings. And they looked at what was going on in the brain and they, and they saw how without having a break, the brain cannot rejuvenate and that stress just continues to build and build and build. So we've looked at the damage from all this screen time a lot of different ways. And no matter how we look at it, we can see there are some neurological consequences. And but we've got to change our, our daily life. And I mean, I know you can pay your bills on your phone. You can 
be in touch with your family. You can do your work on your phone. You, you, it's almost become a lifeline. And a lot of people sleep with their phone. And that blue light from the phone, that interferes with their sleep cycle. So there's so many ways that we know it can touch us, but we just haven't put the, the right amount of balance in our life to say, you know what? I'm not sleeping with my phone anymore. Oh, I need it. I need it for the alarm. I can't tell you how many times I hear that. When does it go from being a tool to being an addiction? Well, I can tell you, I know the look on the face. Kids will come in here and sleep. Got a phone charger? Nope, I don't. And I just, and I do. But, But I don't want them focused on that. But you'll just see a total meltdown. You'll just see a look on their face. Like, I mean, they would rather lose any possession they have than their phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? And it's that FOMO. It's they're afraid of missing out. What if something happens? And I didn't see it. I'm the only one that didn't hear about that. Won't hear you. That's Lee Richardson from the Brain Performance Center on today's Ask the Expert. Thank you so much for joining us. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.